0: Hello, hello, hello from wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is another episode of The Rambler and The Gambler. Dan, we are officially halfway through the season. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm over 500 of my picks, so I couldn't be happier, to be honest with you. Um, I went one and two last week to stay on uh, course with my season record, but we'll get into that a little bit (laughs) later.
1: Of 33 win percentage? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Real quick, uh, since our guests, since we're guestless this week, uh, how did our
0: guest picker Ryan Bailey do last week? Uh, my stink must have got on him. He was 0 3. Ooh, but he did hit his parlay, he said. He did. He faded his own team, uh, <laughs> the Raiders, and went with the uh, Giants in the under, which was a win. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, 0 3. I mean,. Uh...
1: Yeah, he had, last um,
0: week was a tough week though, I mean. Yeah, he had Baltimore, as did I, who came back and beat Minnesota. He had Carolina, who got blown out by New England. And he had Houston, who had uh, five turnovers and couldn't cover five and a half points against Jacoby Percet and Co. So. Yeah. What are you uh, going to do? Yeah, I mean, I guess we could kind of start there about how crazy last week was. I mean, uh, two bets i made that i didn't give out on the pod were the niners uh minus like one or two which jumped up to five once kyler was out and then i had houston plus six and then it dropped to four when they said Tua it was out and uh i was like oh i got all this value on these lines and it didn't make a difference because it was you know well, two weeks ago it was weird this past week was even weirder i mean we had denver beat dallas we had jacksonville beat buffalo in a game where no tds were scored i mean uh, the Rams look like crap on Sunday night. What mm-hmm. was uh, what was your biggest uh, surprise from the week that was with all these upsets? I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go straight to uh, Dallas because,
1: as you know, on the pod, I made Dallas one of my best bets, and I thought, you know, Dak's coming back. Denver just traded their best player. Um, you know, I just don't see a lot of talent necessarily on the Denver team. I mean, Melvin Gordon's a solid running back, but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's a game manager as best as I can see it, but I don't know what happened. I I mean, Dallas had the biggest letdown spot going. I mean, you know, the score is not even an indicator of how lopsided that game was because it was 30 to nothing in Dallas in the fourth quarter, and then they scored some garbage at the end to make it somewhat respectable, although it was still two touchdowns. That right. shocked the hell out of me. I I was looking at that like, this is unreal. I mean, I was happy because I'm a Giants fan just watching that happen. Yeah, but I mean, I was my, my pride was a little hurt because I, I was so adamant that Dallas was going to roll them. So, uh, you know, I was going back and forth in my head. But that, that, to me, was like the biggest shock. I mean, listen, Browns, Bengals, I mean, that's a division game. The Bengals just lost to the Jets the week before. You know, that wasn't too shocking to me
0: the offensive Texans. I mean, the Falcons beating the Saints. I I mean, my biggest surprise, I think, is obviously Jags-Bills. I mean, what what was the spread up to there? 17? Yeah. I think uh, they said this has only happened like four times since like... I want to say since 2000, but it may be ever where like Mm -hmm. a 17-point underdog wins outright. I mean, you know, all the stories coming out of uh, Jacksonville was that, you know, in short, the sky was falling. And Urban Meyer an idiot after they got blown out yet again by the Gino Smith led, uh, Seattle Seahawks the week prior. And here they are welcoming the bills to town. And yeah, I mean, it was okay, ugly. So- it's not like the, they were, you know, look, looking very sharp winning nine to six. I wonder what right. the, uh. I <laughs> wonder what the odds were on no touchdown score in this game.
1: But that was on the road, too. Dallas got blown out at home. And, yes, the spread was much more for the Jags game. Uh, but, like, that happens every once in a while. I feel like the Jags, I feel like every time you see that 9-6, no touchdown game, it always comes out of the NFC South. And, it you know, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, just from watching football over the, uh, over the last well, 15, 20 years, it just always seems to trend that there's a game like that where everybody thinks that the one team is going to roll. And you know what? You know Josh Allen showed up, the Josh Allen on the Jags at least, because uh, the quarterback for the Bills, you know he just, he wasn't getting a whole lot of help. The offensive line for Bills looks a little shaky uh, all of a sudden. And uh, I mean, you know he's he's talented. He's got his he's got his receivers, uh, Diggs and Sanders and Beasley's okay. Dawson Knox is going to be a top ten tight end, but the line couldn't block for anyone. I mean, it was Josh Allen uh, from the Bills is on his ass half the day.
0: He was it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Bills had looked so good, <coughs> excuse me, in the AFC, where uh, you know there's a lot of teams that are right in the thick of things, and they, you know, I thought they were going to kind of be the ones that separated themselves and, you know, kind of locked up this this one seed, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm not mm-hmm. breaking any news here, the NFL is hard, and you know, the worst teams aren't as uh, far apart from the best teams as you know. One may perceive, and this is just like your to your point. Just another example. I was just surprised that you know, if you told me the Bills won ugly and they didn't cover it, yeah, totally believable. The fact that they lost outright, uh, I I don't know what what to think of them at this point. How big of a letdown was the uh, Chiefs Packers game? Right? I mean,
1: not only from a perspective of uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing because of his (laughs) immunization or lack thereof, but uh, I mean the Chiefs thirteen points. Green Bay's defense is good and and well-built, but Jordan Love just looked like, really? You guys traded up for him to replace Aaron in the future? First game, I get it. Tough place to play. It's loud. But, I mean, you know, just thinking State Farm was probably salivating because last year when the Packers played the Bucs in the NFC Championship game and the Bucs won, They had uh, they had their chance to have the rematch of Super Bowl one Packers Chiefs with Aaron Rodgers. That didn't happen. Then you got him in the regular season here at Arrowhead and the week before. Aaron Rodgers isn't even injured, but he decided that he was going to not get his COVID test and then he couldn't play. So, I mean, that game was just a waste. You know, Joe and Troy were sitting there like, well, you know, maybe next time. But uh, I still think the Chiefs have uh, have major issues on defense. And that's going to be that's going to be a problem. They, their defense De- does typically defense get better towards offense? the end of the field. Well, I mean, their defense, yes. So the offense is going to come around. I think if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire comes back or they can develop some sort of a run game where other teams aren't dropping six and seven guys in the coverage, I think they'll be okay. But, you know, the book is out now. The Bucks did it last year. You don't blitz Mahomes. You keep him in the pocket. You make him make a throw into coverage you know, that's it. That's basically what's happened. People used to try to blitz him to, uh, you know, rush him, and he would just roll out of the pocket, throw a sidearm strike to Kelsey for 10, 15 yards, or throw a bomb down the sideline to Hardman or Tyree Kill or somebody. And I think teams, you know, listen, we all sit here and we're just like, let's see what the product looks like. But you got to realize these guys are sitting in film rooms all day, every day after practice from uh, Monday through Friday, figuring out how how to scheme and a game plan. And some teams can just execute better than others. So, uh, still problems there in KC, but the division is definitely pulled back with the Raiders and the Chargers
0: losing a couple of games. Yeah, so, I mean, we're kind of talking about it. So let's just dive in a little bit more. So, as I mentioned to start the pod, we are literally halfway through the season now um, where we normally give our updated playoff predictions and MVP uh, predictions, it, it, it's funny how the two conferences are shaking out. And I guess we'll just start with the AFC since we're talking about uh, the Chiefs and the Bills, but, you know, coming into the year, the Chiefs and the Bills were supposed to be the cream of the crop and uh, everyone else, you know, in the mix, but lagging behind. And now I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who's good. I mean, I thought the Ravens were good and then they lost last night. Um, you know, we just talked about the Bills and the Chiefs. Eleven teams are five and four or better. Uh, It's a jumbled mess. It's it's very interesting to watch, and it's just going to make it that much more difficult. But um, you're talking uh, AFC, AFC. Yeah, I mean the Titans are the Mm -hmm. the one seed right now. Like I don't see them standing there. What what? uh, Who do you think can make a run in the AFC? Who do you think is a fraud? Like. Tell me, tell me your thoughts uh, a little bit about um, what do you see, and can Tennessee hang on without Henry? And go ahead. The floor is think, yours. You, you can go a million different directions with all these. Okay, teams. okay. So first of all, Derek
1: Henry is out for the rest of the regular season. However, he may come back in the playoffs. I'm hearing because you know everybody heals differently. They showed a picture of the foot uh, of the bone in his foot that he had surgery on. And yes, when you're loafing around 250 and you're running as fast as he does, that's a lot of pressure on your feet, but If Tennessee makes a run to the championship game of the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to uh, strap Derrick Henry up, put a quarter zone shot in his foot and let him play. So and you know what? If you think about the way that Tennessee has won the last couple of games, it's been by their defense and they're just crushing teams right now. I mean, they went into SoFi and smacked the Rams in the face. Matt Stafford had nothing for them. Um, The week before that, you know, that's a division game, Titans-Colts, okay. They went into Arrowhead, whooped them 27, actually, I'm sorry, they're not Arrowhead. They won at home against the Chiefs 27-3, and they beat the Bills when we all thought that the Bills were going to roll in there and win. So, I mean, they, you know, the Titans, you can't figure it out. They lost to the Jets. Like And then they lost to the Cardinals, who are arguably the best team in the league right now, at least record-wise. So they lost to the best team in the league and probably one of the worst teams in the league. I think the Titans could potentially hold on and uh, get – get a, I mean, they're definitely going to win that division. After looking at Indy's record and the fact that they're three games back, uh, I don't see any way that Indy wins that division. But I think Tennessee's going to cover that one. I think they could be the one seed. Baltimore, wow. I mean, we're doing this Friday morning. Baltimore lost to Miami last night. And I don't think anybody saw that coming. I mean, they were a nine-point dog on the uh, nine-point favorite on the road in Miami. So Miami goes to London, loses to Jacksonville, who hadn't won a game yet, and then they beat Baltimore at home. Like this is why the NFL is so unpredictable because you never know who's going to win week in or week out. So um,
0: right now, the division leaders are Tennessee. Bal- Baltimore is still a division leader despite their loss, but Tennessee, mm-hmm. Baltimore, the Chargers, and the Bills. Um, what do you see changing, if anything?
1: I don't see Buffalo losing that
0: division. I okay, think so, that... Th- okay. Okay. I, I think
1: that Sean McDermott is going to get things straightened out there in Buffalo, and I think that's going to stay more or less the same. I mean, listen... What about New the other three?
0: Tennessee, Baltimore, LA, you think they can all... Uh, well, Tennessee, you just uh, said, so I guess we're talking about Tennessee Baltimore. Tennessee is
1: definitely, yes. Um, I mean, listen, the difference in the AFC North is one win. Since season last five and four, Baltimore's in first six
0: and three. I still like Baltimore. The, the I best. do too. I'm
1: I, I'm looking at these teams and it's
0: I, like, go ahead. you know, a couple weeks ago we were all crowning the Bengals as this year's like uh, I don't know. I guess you can call them a breakout team, and then they get loose to the Jets, mm-hmm. and then they get blown out by the Browns, and now they're on a bye. So who knows how they'll bounce back? Obviously, a young team with uh, a young coach, mm-hmm. but. They, in my opinion, I still think they're year away. I, I, I just don't think, I don't know. I think the Browns are just so like, we can only win one way. And I'm just waiting for the collapse of the Steelers. Someone, with, Yeah, I, I know you are. So, I know you and Ryan are uh, waiting with bated breath. On the yeah, we'll, the we'll see how they do at the back end of their schedule. But yeah, I still see the Ravens. Um, the AFC West is the one that uh, I have no feel for. All right, so here's my feel for the AFC West. I don't think
1: Denver can sustain it. I don't think Denver has a chance. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs whatsoever. They need yeah, a quarterback. if we're doing
0: process, with... we're doing process yeah. of elimination, I'm with yeah. you there.
1: I mean, think about this. Who are the teams that always wind up in the playoffs in the postseason? Teams with good quarterbacks. Okay? Denver. love Teddy Bridgewater. God bless him. I'm glad he's still playing in the league with his leg. No. No. Um... I mean, my heart of hearts is going to sit here and looking at these standings now is going to tell me that Mahomes and E. Reed and the Chiefs are going to figure it out and win. The Chargers will come in second and the Raiders will come in third. I mean, literally everybody in that division has five wins right now. So, uh, I just don't think that with a rookie coach and a second-year quarterback that the Chargers are ready to take over and win the division. I want them to win that division because I'm a fan of Herbert and I like them, but I don't think that they can do it yet. So I think all all roads lead back to
0: Kansas City. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say the Raiders win the division. No shit. Ryan's probably loving you right now. Yeah. He seemed to be pretty down on his team,
1: but... Yeah, um, he's been down on him. Every, you see the text message. He used to send me, he's like, I can't wait till
0: Gruden gets fired. Gruden's terrible. Gruden, he wants Mayock gone next. Yeah, well, he's just the pawn yeah. in the uh, Gruden world. But uh, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be Tennessee, Baltimore, Vegas, and Buffalo. Hmm. And then for wild cards, I'm going to say the Chargers, New England. Uh. And I guess KC. Kevin is a believer in New England. Okay, so I, I mean, am... Not... Go No, I was going to say... Uh, nah, never mind. I'm looking at their schedule. I was going to say the Colts could... I, I, I never can count out the Colts or the Titans from anything because they get to play the Jaguars and the Texans. Mm-hmm. But you know, the Colts also have to play uh, the Bills, the Bucks, the Cardinals. The Cardinals and the yeah, Patriots
1: so and the Raiders, yeah. I,
0: I don't... I don't see them making it. So I guess, you know, if you told me the chiefs weren't going to make the playoffs, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that, you know, it's kind of early to talk about tiebreakers, but one thing the chiefs don't have going for them is uh, four out of their five wins are against the NFC. They beat, uh, obviously the giants, the Eagles, the football team and uh, green Bay this past week. So once it comes to they're one and four in the AFC, so if they yes. are tied and they don't win their division, it's going to be tough for them to win tiebreakers because a lot of times it's conference record. Uh, if you know if there's like a three-way tie, obviously it's tough to do head-to-head. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'll be tough for them to, um, you know, win tiebreakers. We'll see. I mean, they still have five division games left, so you never know what could happen there. But I, 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 I'm just fading. Um Cincy, Cleveland, Denver, and Pittsburgh, I guess. Yeah.
1: All right. So listen, I'm gonna say the, the division winners are Casey, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Buffalo. I'm gonna give India Punchers chance and say that they get in there and sneak in as the seventh seed. And then I'm gonna go with um Chargers. And then my last one, I'm gonna say Cleveland. No Steelers, no. Because listen, okay. and no pets, no, okay. no. I mean, come on, rookie quarterback Tom or Tom. Well, Bill Belichick is basically the only reason that Mac Jones hasn't been annihilated like all the rest of the uh, all the rest of the rookie quarterbacks this year. So, yeah,
0: okay. Uh, let's let's switch gears to the uh, NFC real quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I, I think we've talked about this.
1: This is pretty much easy to
0: over well, and over, right? So, yeah. I think we can all say that the Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams are all locks for the playoffs, um, as opposed to the jumbled mess that is the AFC. It's very top heavy, yeah, in the NFC. Um, so I think we'll all agree those are division winners. You want to take Arizona versus the Rams for the division, you know, flip a coin, either way. What I think is fascinating is. The, the Saints currently sit in the sixth seed at five and three. Uh, obviously, now they are on a Trevor Simeon and um, what the hell is his name? Taysom Hill uh, combo for quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Atlanta sits in the seventh seed at four and four, Carolina's mm-hmm. four and five, and then you have Minnesota, Seattle, San Francisco, three and five, Philly, the Giants, and the Bears at three and six. So. I was looking, how can I benefit from this? And all of these teams, like literally every single one of them uh, I'm going to pull up New Orleans right now to check but every single one of them has plus odds to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, New Orleans is actually minus 260 to make the playoffs, so Vegas believes in Sean Payton despite his quarterback situation. And I thought there was uh, value on Sean Payton for coach of the year, which has actually um, moved up. I just don't see them hanging on. So uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on those last two spots uh, in the NFC. A, do you think the Saints can hang on? And B, um, if they can, who who's the who do you think can make a run for the 7th seed? And okay, if they so- can't, who are the two teams you think could be in there? No, I think the saints will. Um, interesting. The
1: saints, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you why the, the, the saints are like an anomaly, right? If you, I, I've said this a couple of times before the teams that they've beaten, they whooped the Packers for their only real loss this year. I'll just exclude the Kansas city game last week. Um, they beat Seattle in Seattle. And I think, no, that was not with uh, Russell Wilson.
0: No, that I was game. It was no. a stinker. They beat, they, they beat the Bucks. They beat
1: the Bucks. Yes, they beat the Bucs. Okay. And the teams that they've lost to are the Falcons, who are habitually terrible. They beat, they lost to the Giants, who, you know how I feel about that. And they lost to the Panthers in week two, when Darnold actually, when people actually thought that they, he had, like, hope. Yeah. So it's like, I think, listen, Sean Payton's been there before. Come on. Sean Payne's been there before. He knows no matter who's back there, he's going to work up a game plan. He, as long as he's got Kamara on the offense. Kamara's got the most touches in the league this year, by the way. I mean, he is...
0: It's a good game re- plan.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, come on. Um, I think that they'll do enough to to score points with him and you know their smorgasbord of receivers. But the defense, Kev, has just been playing outstanding. I mean, I was looking at them uh, before... And uh, they are not giving up many points a game. And I would love to give you a number if I could just find who they're playing. Here we go. Um, the Saints defense recently has been keeping their team in the game. Only give, They're giving up under 20 points a game. Three points less than the Tennessee t- Titan defense, who they're actually playing this week. Um, I think Sean Payton will have them ready. Are they going to make a playoff run? No, if they win one playoff game and lose, that's more or less what I would expect of them. But uh, if they don't win any games, that wouldn't surprise me either. If they if they win more than one game, that would shock the hell out of me because then you're getting into the Tampa's and the Rams and the Cardinals and, and teams like that who are going to be above them. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm with nine them.
0: and eight uh, could do it. So my other team, they, they only have to go four and five down the stretch here. Yeah, and they have some team, winnable games. My other team in
1: the um, in that realm, I'm going to have to – I'm going to jump over Atlanta and Carolina immediately, and I'm going to look at the 9 and 10 seeds because Minnesota has lost five one-possession games this year. I think – no, I heard a stat that five of Minnesota's games this year, Kevin, have come down to a last-second field goal. I can remember in uh, against Cincinnati in overtime they did – I remember once where they played somebody, they, and the other they team, beat. yeah, the other team missed a field goal, and they won because of it. No, no, they
0: missed the field goal. Oh, they the missed the card. They missed
1: the field goal, and they lost. They just got beaten overtime by Baltimore this year at the gun. Um, I mean, seriously, if you look at it, they lost they beat, by three. They beat
0: Detroit at the gun.
1: Yeah, they lost by three. They lost by four. They lost by six. I mean, they won by six. They won by two. They lost by seven.
0: Uh, that was Seattle. That was big.
1: They lost by one and they lost by uh, three. So five of their games have come down to it. So I just feel like if a couple of breaks go their way, plus, you know, there's always going to be a team that in, you know, weeks nine through 13 that are going to make a run. And everyone's going to be like, oh, do they have a chance? I'm going to say Minnesota is one of them. And the other one is Seattle. If Russell Wilson comes back, we know him and Dak are the two biggest guys that when they're out, their team looks completely different. Although Cooper Rush may think otherwise about that, but uh, in my opinion, when those two guys are out, their teams look completely different than when they have their starters in from any other teams in the uh, um, in the league. So, so um,
0: go
1: ahead.
0: That, yeah, that's I was gonna say. So,
1: so, so, yeah. So that's uh, that's where I'm going. I, I don't believe in anybody from Philadelphia down. Jalen Hurts is not enough. The Giants, <laughs> Chicago, Washington, and Detroit. I'm not even gonna mention.
0: Um, San Francisco has talent on their defensive side. I, I think San Francisco is gonna uh pull the parachute and uh go to the Trey Lance here and just take it as a lost season. You do what are they doing with Jimmy? Bench him and then he's gone at the end of the year, he's a free agent. Ah. You know what? I keep hearing everybody sit here and talk about Jimmy sucks, Jimmy sucks, Jimmy sucks. I don't sucks. think Jimmy sucks, but they they traded all that draft equity to trade up and get Trey Lance. So eventually, they have to see yeah. what they got. And if they're 3-7, and seven, you know, where's the season going?
1: Yeah, Debo Samuel on that team, uh, he's got... 49 receptions for 882 yards. I can't do that math off the top of my head, but just looking at who he's playing this week, Cooper Cup has 1,019, who's leading the league. He's got 74. Devo is like their entire offense because their running back carousel has been just as bad as uh, the Ravens have. I think they have too many injuries. I think that uh, Shanahan has some room to improve coaching-wise um, as far as game management and uh, and just schemes and running it. I think the defense is really good. Sometimes they just don't play up to their potential. They've, they've had a lot of injuries at cornerback and linebacker this year. They need more uh, Rod they than missing Robert Salah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Jesus, did you see Robert Salah's faces through like week four and five of the season when they were just getting beat to death every week? You know, he was probably thinking, what did I do? But then they beat Tennessee and then they beat Cincy. So who knows? Yeah. So that's my, that's my uh, thing. I'm going Minnesota and I'm going Seattle. The so two Minnesota teams, think, are going is- to
0: make a run. Minnesota is plus 220 to make the playoffs. Okay. And Seattle is plus 230 to make the playoffs. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. These are, I know. Uh, there's some value you, there. I was going to say, what do you like to say? You like to bet with plus numbers? Yeah. What's Seattle to win the division? Plus 14,000? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have that up. I could, I could look it up. But... No, nah, it's it's okay. Because the what I'm
1: telling you here by not saying it is there's not a chance. Yeah. I mean, they're they're five games back in the win column from the first place division team. So, so yeah, I'm saying uh, Atlanta and Carolina fall off, and then I'm going to say New Orleans makes it, and either Minnesota or Seattle rounds out the final seven.
0: Okay, let me sound crazy for a minute. Okay, please do so. The Giants. Oh my God, have a puncher's <laughs> chance here.
1: Oh, Kevin, I love when you texted me that Sunday afternoon. You're like, just saying, they could be, what, what did you say? They could be six and seven when the Cowboys are eight and five in a few weeks or something? Yeah. Which still means if we beat them and we go to seven and seven and they go to eight and six, that they'd
0: still have a game up on us. But go ahead. The floor is yours. Listen, as you would say to me, listen. <laughs> They're on a bye this week. So that comes at a great time for them hopefully when the bye is over they'll get back Andrew Thomas Kadarius Tony will be hundred percent Kenny Galladay will be hundred percent Saquon Barkley will be back uh, I feel like it could be the perfect timing for a bye and we all saw how well Tampa Bay played out of the bye last week now I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl I'm not I'm not that delirious but I'm just saying I think the bye comes out of a, a good time for them now out of the bye they do play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so <laughs> three and six uh, Well, they're already three and six, so that could be three and seven. Okay, sorry. If they beat the, then they play the Eagles and Dolphins. So if they can win those games, they'll be five and seven. And then they play. the Are we on the road
1: against Tampa this year?
0: Yes, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, because last year we played them at home and they barely beat us. Tom always
1: struggles with the G men.
0: Right, and we're coming off a bye. We'll have extra rest. You know, it's it's a long shot, but there's there's a chance. So um, So you're saying there's a chance. Five and seven. So if we can beat the Chargers, uh, who are the up and down Chargers, that's where we're six and seven playing the Cowboys, right? Mm -hmm. Even if we lose to the Cowboys and we go six and eight, then we finish with the Eagles, the Bears, and the football team. So that's potentially nine and eight or eight and nine. And, you know, with how mediocre everything looks to be, um, you know, there's a chance. And then the Giants – hold tiebreakers over New Orleans and Carolina, who are obviously in that mix as well. So look, I'm not like Kev, what are the odds for the Giants to make the playoffs since you have all that in front of you? Well that's what I'm getting to. I'm not etching it in stone here. I'm just saying uh crazier things have happened. And wouldn't I mean isn't that what the Giants do? Wouldn't it be the most Giantsy thing? They start off like hell. <laughs> And then uh, they're like, well, you know, things started to come around late last season. I think we'll bring everyone back and I give feel the, like... and give this another go with this team because I think we're just, you know, a few plays away. And, you know, yep. uh, we, we were saying the other day that three and six is their best start since twenty sixteen when they went eleven and five and made the playoffs. Because that's what they do every year. They start off like one and seven, two and seven, and they somehow finish like five and eleven, six and ten, and they're like, Oh, you know, we, we were four and four down the stretch, we we're five and three down the stretch.
1: I feel like the first week when we did over-unders, Kev, you and me are always on the opposite sides of things here. I think the over-under was seven, and hopelessly optimistic me. I said, oh, we're going to go over seven. I said, I see a chance of us getting the division this year. And you and Ryan were like, no, it's going to be Dallas, right? Right. Then as the season goes on, and I see the putrid product that I actually thought could potentially be something this year. Because you were fooled because we finished strong last year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what the Titans sure. do. Sure, right. But listen, but now I'm all down on them. They're terrible. I don't see them winning close to six or seven games this year and you're sitting here talking about scenarios where they could make the playoffs like why weren't you feeling this way at the beginning of the season when
0: you did see them last year make a run why weren't you hopelessly optimistic because I just feel my bigger point is here is that there's no I mean there are dominant teams in the NFC but I feel like eight and nine could get a wild card spot that, that's what I'm saying you know the Giants aren't going 10-7 you know they're not going uh Kev, do you actually down think do you actually think they're going eight and nine? That means they'd only have to lose two
1: games the rest of the way. No, three games. All right, three games. Alright, listen, I'm I'm assuming the Bucks are gonna beat us.
0: So sure. Yeah, so Bucks, Dallas, and then we could beat any other teams, but we will probably lose to the Eagles because it owes us to the Eagles.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: We haven't played the Eagles yet, have we? No, we play them twice still. The weekend of Thanksgiving and Christmas, so happy holidays. Hmm. I think anyway, uh, just so just to, to to bring this full circle what why I think this is value is guess what the Giants are to make the playoffs plus 850 plus 1260
1: Kev's Kev's writing a check
0: right now to the Caesar sports book but but let me bring this next morsel to your attention okay the Eagles who I think have looked like garbage I mean, let's be let's let's be fair. The Giants haven't looked great either, but they're the same record, right? KeV, the Eagles are a schizo team. They're like the
1: Saints. You never know. One week they could be great. One week they could be terrible. Right. It's just but the, it's just
0: but, the, but they're the terrible e- more than but they're great. The Eagles are plus three sixty to make the playoffs. So how are the Giants plus twelve sixty and the Eagles plus three sixty when they have the same records? Now I just read you the Giants schedule. Eagles have at Denver. New Orleans, Giants, Jets, football team, Giants, football team, Dallas. So I get it. There's some cupcakes in there. You know, they'll probably beat the Giants once. They'll probably beat the Jets. Winning in Denver? Possible. Mm. Not not a lock. Oh. The Saints, yeah. you know, Washington's not great, but it's a division game. They might benefit from Dallas not playing for anything week 17, but, you know, all the top-heavy teams, they'll probably be battling for seeding. So – I don't know. Like uh I just don't understand how are the Giants if you want to tell me the Giants were eight to one and the Eagles were plus four fifty or something, like still a big gap, but how are the Giants like, you know, nine hundred nine, I don't know, twelve sixty minus three sixty is nine to one. So how is yeah. how are the odds that much that stretched, you know? Like Vegas sells something we don't know. Maybe they see more value.
1: first of all, I think that the Eagles defense i can't even say that that's better than ours yeah honestly i'm, I'm gonna have to agree with you here that doesn't seem right I, I, I think i'm
0: just saying value and i know this makes me sound like a homer i'm just saying value that's absurd yeah it's worth uh it's worth a couple of shekels huh
1: i think so yeah You know what? We should definitely have some of your Eagle friends on when we're playing them one of these weeks and uh, get their perspective. I think that would be interesting. Nice, friendly roundtable NFC East podcast where we can get some perspective. If they start talking crazy out their ass like most Eagles fans, I think they do, then we just have to. We'll we'll cut the mic. We'll have to just chalk that up as, okay. we made a mistake. We never should do this again. (laughs) All right, so listen, I don't disagree with you there. Listen, I think you're crazy to think either of those teams are going to make the playoffs, but I don't disagree with your point that the odds should be much closer than they are.
0: Yeah, I don't get this. So part of me thinks, wait till after the bye, wait till after the Giants lose on Monday Night Football to go 3-7, and and then maybe you can get them at like 18-1 to to make the playoffs. (laughs) But then, you know, other teams, you know, there's a lot that could happen with other teams in that time period. So I don't know if I should jump on this now. I mean, obviously, we can't lose this week we're not playing. That's so true. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm trying to figure out how, how to get this number at the highest possible way. I mean, and at the very least, maybe if the giants win two in a row, FanDuel will offer me <laughs> a cash out option. Yeah. All right. I got two points I want to make. Are, are
1: we done? Are we done with this section? Are we done with this segment?
0: I mean, unless you think the bears or the football team can no. make a run, I think we kind of I touched don't. on all the contenders. What about the Jared? G- what spots? about the Jared Goff? The Detroit Goffs. Um, no, they're just looking for a
1: win. How about what are the odds that they're going to get the first draft pick minus 300? Um, probably no need to look that up anyway. So, listen, a couple of big uh, transactions and big deals happened this week, and I want to get your opinion on both. But I want to ask the question of who do you think screwed up worse, the Rams picking up Beckham or the
0: um, Panthers getting Cam back? Um first off, I want to answer your question. Seattle's 45 to 1 to win the division if interested.
1: <laughs> well, I said 14,000. So uh
0: um I that was 140 to 1. I was a little off. Okay. Continue. I don't think either team screwed up. Um, really? Okay, think- we're going to have to go into this more cuz Okay, so Okay, no. There's I, only if,
1: one clear answer to this
0: in my if head. If I if I have to pick, it's the Rams because I Thank don't you. think I I don't think Caroline is going anywhere. I don't think Cam Newton could be worse than Sam Darnold. I mean, obviously we haven't seen him and he didn't look Agreed. great last year. Agreed. But at least you have, you know, the uh nostalgia of having Cam Newton back. Yeah, and we'll familiarity him,
1: with the with the yeah, organization. And it'll the franchise.
0: T- yeah, he'll probably help him sell some tickets down the stretch, you know there's probably a lot of Cam Newton fans still in Carolina. So at least there's that aspect. And I think Carolina who had been, you know, have the new ownership group and have been rumored to be in the Deshaun Watson thing. I think they were just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. You know, they had Teddy Bridgewater, then they had uh, Sam Darnold. And then obviously they don't believe in PJ Walker. And they I'm just happy Kyle that Allen. the Rams didn't have to give up any more draft picks. My God, I don't think they have anything else to give. Well, he cleared waivers, so he became a free right. agent. But yeah, yeah exactly. th- the Rams are just playing with fire because, uh, you know.
1: He uh, is uh, the type of guy who could ruin their chances down. First of all, you don't need him. Your number one receiver is leading the league in, in receptions. Robert Woods is a quality number two. Then they got Van Jefferson. Then they got Higby. They got Josh Darrell Yeah, they got Van- Josh Reynolds. They got Henderson, um, the running back, who's proved to be good. And Stafford. Sever's just been waiting to get out of the fucking motor city and do something. It's like they're seven and two. Yeah, they've had a couple of spots where they look shaky and they lost. Sure. Everybody's gonna have problems and, and lose in this in this league. But you're gonna bring a guy like Odell Beckham in who's him or his dad or someone in his posse or his camp put a video out showing how many routes he ran that were open and basically blatantly calling the quarterback out. I mean, I guess I'm even more biased because I know he was a giant in what he did to our franchise. Yeah, were there a couple of one-handed grabs and like breakaway runs for 75 yards and a touchdown that were fun? And yes, yeah, that was good. But that didn't obviously help us win more games. And the Rams are just, I mean, they just got Von Miller, who's won a Super Bowl. They got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the defense. You don't need a guy like Beckham in your locker room Putting all that in jeopardy. I mean, I just the, think the, the, flips, the,
0: the flip side of that is there's a pedigree there. They're veterans. Their personalities, and if anyone can keep him in check, it's him. You know, Baker isn't great, right? So you can kind of pick on him. Not right. pick on him like we're bullying him, but you know what I mean. Like not show him the respect that if he was playing with a, you know, a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers that command the room based on their resume. So at least there's that. I don't know if McVay, you know. Uh, has the personality to keep it together, but at least he's a respected coach. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Jalen Ramsey was a real troublemaker, and we really haven't heard much of him ever since he showed up there. So, yeah. um, you know, winning, I heard a- w- winning cures a lot. And, you know, he wasn't winning in Cleveland or getting the ball, and he wasn't winning in New York. So uh, we'll see how much of a quote unquote team player he is if the Rams win and he has three catches for 28 yards.
1: Yeah. I heard another uh, um, theory from someone saying that he's very close friends with LeBron James. You know, I guess when they were both in Cleveland, well, they were both not in Cleveland at the same time. But he's close with LeBron James. And LeBron's out there in LA. He's obviously, he's got media and production companies and things like that. And he was kind of like pitching for somebody to pick up Odell. So you might, you know, think about how much influence some superstar like LeBron James has in helping Odell get out there. But again, on the field, I mean, Odell, had. I, I looked at his stats, he had like, 114 catches for like 1500 yards and seven touchdowns in two seasons with the Rams. Now, if that was in one season with the Rams, you mean the Browns Browns, excuse me, Browns. Yeah. That that's pro bowl, pro bowl all day, but you cut those stats in two. He's got, uh, well, he was injured. I mean, yeah, he's got 50 catches, 700 yards and three touchdowns a year. That's like third string receiver shit. You know, I, I don't know. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been great since he's been on the Giants, which wasn't the last year or two he was on the Giants.
0: Um, right. I don't
1: know. I, I mean, listen, you, we'll play the wait and see game, but I'm uh, skeptical.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I mean, I think he's a me first guy. And, uh, you know. It could it could combust, but you know the Rams throw the ball a lot more than the Browns do. The Browns are a run play action team, so yeah. there's a little bit more to go around. But there was a story story earlier this year that Robert Woods was complaining he wasn't getting the ball enough. So yeah, I remember that. And then he had like 13 targets the next game for like yeah, I think it catches. was actually I think it was actually against the Giants. Yeah, but we'll All see. Right. I mean, there's a there's a better chance of them spreading the wealth around there than than there ever will be in Cleveland, just based upon how. They run things so mm-hmm. we shall see time will tell
1: all right you got anything else or you want to um do um, some
0: gambling well before we get into that um mvp i mean honestly mvp
1: and most surprised i'm gonna say uh kyler I you know the
0: yeah, dude I mean I think, be- I, I think Brady benefited from last week because Kyler didn't play and Dak played like shit and Josh Allen played like shit and um, who else is in the mix? I'm forgetting somebody.
1: Aaron Rodgers.
0: St- Matt Stafford played like shit. Aaron Rodgers didn't even play. Right. Yeah. So you know, we talk about how it's a narrative. I feel like Josh Allen's odds didn't... Because now it's like the stock market, right? Like, you play a couple of good games, your odds go down. Or, you know, you're the favorite. You play a couple of bad games, your odds... You know, your, your odds fluctuate way more because we look at this stuff on a week-to-week basis instead of just kind of waiting till week 14 and be like, hmm, who's having a good year? Yeah, whose body of work looks the best? Yeah. So, uh, I think... I'm trying to think of a, uh, a narrative that we can see. Uh, happening, and it to me, it seemed like Josh Allen, his odds didn't fall enough for his crappy performance, so I'm wondering if uh, the media is just dying to give it to Josh Allen or Kyler, just because they're the new guy in town, or if we are going to get a, a Brady, you know, career of accomplishments sort of award.
1: Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers won it last year at 37 years old. Right. So... Just because he was the best player last year, not because you know. I mean, and honestly, Aaron Rodgers is not really a likable guy. I mean, I used to vouch for him constantly and say I loved him and he's the baddest man in this. Day. But he's kind of an asshole. His own family doesn't even get along with him. He's like lying about his COVID test. It's like, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna be an anti vaxxer sure, be an anti vaxxer but don't be sitting here saying, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get the vaccine, but I was immunized. Immunized. Shh, okay, what the fuck does that mean? You know, yeah. like, okay. I mean, like, what planet are you from? What are you talking about?
0: I don't know. Anyway. So you're, so you're picking Kyler?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, as of right now, it's got to be Kyler. Even though he didn't play last week, you know, his team's 8-1. and one. He's most of the reason. I mean, the defense is much improved, but he's most of the reason that, uh, you know, I mean, listen, the quarterback drives the bus. Like, let's be right. real. Yeah, you know? I mean, we'll,
0: we'll see. Obviously, there's half a season left, so we'll see how it shakes out. Last year, we were all crowning uh, um Russell Wilson and then Aaron Rodgers took it over late. Yep. Then I think in the middle of the year, Mahomes made run through. So, you know, right now it's Brady, Allen, Murray, and Stafford all at seven to one or less. And then there's a second group of Aaron Rodgers is 10 to one, Lamar is 11, Dax 12, and Herbert is 18 to one. And then after that, it's 50 to one for Ryan Tannehill. So it's really. Whoa. Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, it's fifty to one. So it's but with, still, Ryan Tannehill is even even a consideration. His team's the number one seed in the AFC, and you said what? the quarterback drives the bus, and we're not going to give it to Derrick Henry anymore. So what was Derrick Henry? I wonder before he got injured. He was in the mix too. He was in that top tier. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's not even on the board now, right? Because he can't. You can't win an MVP when you you know you're out. Yeah, I mean, Herbert had a nice little run, and then they had those two eggs that he laid uh, when they got blown out by uh, Baltimore, and uh, I can't remember who else they lost to, but uh, he had a nice game last week, a little under the radar, and he's now 18-1, and, you know, don't count Dak out, he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and obviously he's coming off a terrible week too, but, you know, if they go uh, 13-4 and and he has the numbers, he could obviously make a run here as well, so um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get it, I think you know, everyone realizes he's an asshole. Plus, he won it last year, so it's very tough to go back-to-back. Back. And, uh, you know, Lamar just lost yesterday, but the, the, his passing game has improved, so there's a chance. But, you know, I'm sure, I hate to say, I'm sure one of these guys will get injured and miss time or be out for the year, and then we could scratch them off. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think, um, you know, the new guy in town race seems to be Allen or Murray, but I think the, uh, the media narrative is either Tom Brady's career as kind of like putting a bow on it in case he retires or Matt Stafford finally, Oh, you know, he was such a good soldier and he played for 10 years over those crappy teams. And now he's in a place where he's loved and blah, 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 blah. So I could see that sort of narrative uh, coming back around, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of tough to go kind of, kind of tough to make a pick now, considering how everyone I just mentioned played, uh, last week or in the Mars case last night, but Mm -hmm. I could see the Matt Stafford narrative coming around late if the Rams go on a little run here and maybe even pass the Cardinals for the division. Yeah. Um, but my pick's still going to be Brady because I bet on preseason and I'm rooting for it. Yours? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like to see Justin Herbert get it, but I think he's too far back. I, I yet, bet on so him to start of... the year, too, as a new guy narrative. So those, I, yeah. I have I have the uh, the end caps here halfway through the season. I have the favorite, and then I have, you know, the long shot. That's not 50 to 1. Hmm. <laughs> so, Okay. well, let's see what happens. So you want Herbert to get it, but I want Herbert
1: to get it. But, yeah, I mean, I think it'll probably wind up. It's going to wind up going to the quarterback who's got the best uh, record going into the playoffs. So it's either going to be Stafford,
0: Brady or um, or Kyler. Don't don't count out the Dak narrative either because, you know, he broke his leg and yeah. you know, he came back and, you know, he's a good guy. And yeah, we'll give back him comeback player voice. of the year. He, he can have comeback player of the year. Yeah, he's like minus 800 for that. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, so we've out. already given it to him apparently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else before we get into picks? Nope. All right, Dan, we uh, touched on the beginning of the show. You were two and one last week and you hit your green bay in the under parlay. I was uh, one and two, and I missed my parlay because I said Cincy in the over instead of Cleveland in the over. But, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. when you're having the season, and I am, uh, let's see here, eight and 19. No, yeah. nine and 18. Not, I can't sell myself short in any wins. Right. Nine and 18. Uh, <laughs> you, you look for silver linings. And I did say I like the over in the Cleveland Cincinnati game, and I was just picking Cincy because I didn't have a feel for it. So, right. Hopefully, uh, people took out of that what they would, but you know. I uh,
1: I told you and Ryan that Minnesota was going to make that a game. Ryan thought they were going to get boat raced right out of the stadium, and uh, Minnesota was up at one point. I want to say twenty-one 24 twenty-four seven
0: in Baltimore. Yeah. Granted,
1: their sphincter shrunk and they blew it, but you know, at least they covered
0: the number. Yeah, Baltimore was due for a letdown because I mean think well, they about, just had it last night. Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, they <laughs> they had that comeback win last week. And then they, you know, they beat the Colts on Monday Night Football comeback. They beat the Lions on a 70-yard field or whatever that was. They had a lot of things bouncing their way this year. So, not overly surprised that they lost last night. Right. But uh, I was surprised that they didn't take care of business uh, coming off that blowout loss in a bye week versus Minnesota last week. I thought that was a good spot for them. But shows mm-hmm. what I know.
1: That's why it's so hard to pick winners in the NFL.
0: Well, at least someone won since we went heads up on that game.
1: Yep. Um, well, someone someone has to win, so yes.
0: All right, listen. fifteen and twelve. Very very respectable. Uh, I can't do the math in my head. I think that's like fifty five percent. Yep. More. You know what? It's more winners than losers, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. So uh, why don't you start us off with your first pick of the week?
1: First pick of the week, and uh, I'm doing something that I do periodically on this show that drives Kevin a little crazy. Are you doing an over-under? I am taking the under in the New Orleans-Tennessee game of 44-and-a-half. We got a matchup this week of two really good defenses who have been playing really good lately. Although, what you look at and see with these two teams is they've been playing in a lot of high-scoring games lately. So I'm thinking that I'm going to buck the trend here and try to figure out and and try to see that they're going to go the other way. We have a backup quarterback here. or I mean, Jameis was technically the starter. Now they got Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon playing on the road at Tennessee against that defense versus Ryan Tannehill without his main stud, Clyde Dale, Mr. Derrick Henry. Uh, I think that they're going to get a lot of pressure on him, the New Orleans defense that is. And I just see this game being low scoring. So my first pick of oh, the week, New Orleans, Tennessee, under 44 and a half.
0: Um, looking I, for value, Kev. Looking for winners. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, I like that, too. I think uh, last week's game was a little misleading. Uh, Tennessee had a pick six and then another interception that they brought to, like, the five. Uh, for 14. that game was forty-four points last week. Yeah, well, yeah number. but that was that was fourteen of their uh, twenty-eight points. So it's not oh like yeah, exactly. their offense, that's, that's Yeah, I mean. it's it's not like their offense is humming along because you know you always see that stat that like since Ryan Tannell became the starter, like seventy-five percent of their games go over. But yeah, uh, I don't think Adrian Peterson can. Uh, can be a, pl- a plug and play in that offense. So I, I like that. Pick. Sean Payton is going to look
1: at that game and think we're going to play the best team record wise in the AFC on the road. He's going to have a game plan or something up his sleeve for that. So look out Seriously? for New Orleans defense to uh,
0: to play well. All right. So the first pick of the pod for an actual side goes to me. I will take uh, the Las Vegas Raiders plus two and a half. I just think they're all really teams. at home. I- yeah, I think the wrong team's favored. Uh, you know, we're on week 10. And how many more weeks are we going to wait for the Chiefs to turn it on and flip the switch? Two and uh, seven against the spread this year. Yeah, and like 3-16-1 over their last 20. So uh, I like it. I, I think the Raiders have been a resilient team. Uh, obviously, with all of their extra noise, I think that the Raiders play... Actually, I don't think I know that the Raiders played them well last year. Um, the Chiefs were 14-2 and two last year, and what their second loss was a Week 17 We Don't Care game. So their only other loss during the regular season was to the Raiders. And mm. the time the Chiefs beat the Raiders last year was on Sunday night on a last-minute comeback. So the Raiders always play uh, the Chiefs tough. And they're back at home, coming off a bad loss to the Giants. So I think that they will get right. And the Chiefs are just, I feel, winning on – Smoke and mirrors and you know, I don't think that they're going to just flip a switch and start throwing up forty points again. So I think the wrong team's favorite. I'll take the Raiders.
1: Okay. Pick number two.
0: First side first time I'm on a side, however.
1: Um, <laughs> well I am I am on, let me let me. How do I phrase this? I'm not a believer in this team, but they showed a little guts and a little fight last week. So I am going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover 10 and a half against a division rival and Indianapolis Colts. I mean, listen, if the defense that we saw last week can play that way against the Bills offense, which I think is far superior to the uh, Indianapolis Colts offense, albeit they were at home. This is a division game, and you know what? Trevor Lawrence has played eight games in the NFL now. He's coming into his own a little bit. His numbers are not nearly as bad as they were over the first few weeks. Um, you know, James Robinson should be coming back to play this week. Um, listen, I don't think that they're going to win. I just like the number here for the 10 and a half. Indy is one of those teams that you know. Sometimes that I mean, they're coming off an emotional home win where they absolutely just dis- dismantled the Jets. That game final was forty-five thirty. However, it was forty-two to ten before uh, the fourth quarter started. So I mean, you know, I think that they might have blown their proverbial load last week. I think the uh, Jags are going to cover ten and a half. Give them to me. Okay. No comment pick. on that
0: one. <laughs> uh, that's just a stay away. I don't, I don't like AFC South games.
1: Yeah. Okay. I see that's not true. I know you've picked the Jags a few times this year. Look at your list, Kev. You know you have. Mm. Jags, Colts. Come on. Te-
0: yeah, Kev. I you picked the, the Texans the, at the least Texans twice. A bunch. The Jags. Yeah. Okay. Not so much. All anyway. Right. Shoot. Shoot. Uh, my second pick. I'm going with um. The Detroit Lions. Uh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Look at us. Plus eight and a half in Pittsburgh. Um, Tell me why. I just like the spot. Uh, The Lions are coming off, A, an embarrassing loss, and B, a bye week. And, you know, when teams that are winless – there's value on them later in the year because A, no one wants to bet on them and B, they really want to get that zero out of the win column. So I think that we will still see a motivated uh Lions team coming off the bye. Meanwhile the Steelers are on a short week uh from Monday night football and um I just, you know, Ben is uh Ben is trick or treat Ben. So you don't know what you're gonna get. Uh I could see a few turnovers. I still think the Steelers will win. I just think eight and a half uh, mm-hmm. Is a lot of points. So uh, I'm going to take the Lions in this spot, uh, plus eight and a half. And I'm sure I'll be texting you at like 145 Eastern time saying, Why, <laughs> why, did, I take, why did I be back Jared Goff? He's throwing to patches Goffs of grass. Pittsburgh defense. <laughs> yeah, because we all know how to get this so, <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, listen, I don't think this is a bad pick. Steelers last three games have won by two, five, and three.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, think the Steelers have the offense to get margin either. They can't run the ball and move the chains. Their offensive line sucks. So uh, a lot of things to like here. And, you know. I get you. You're not not picking the team. You're picking the spot. Yeah, I was going to say, my my head tells me to go against Jared Goff. So considering how I'm doing this year, I'm just going to do the opposite.
1: Yes. There we go. I was waiting to see how long this was going to happen. All right. My third pick of this week. And, you know, I'm hoping that. All things are going to pan out, and this is what's going to happen. I'm taking the Packers at home three and a
0: half. Oh, I thought you were going to make a trifecta of AFC South games here. Oh, God. Who, who else could I have chosen? I don't know. Minnesota? Is Houston playing this week? No, they're not. Darn. I'll we'll have to wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Three so, um, listen,
1: Aaron Rodgers is – What are they, three and a half? Three and a half. Aaron, yeah, three and a half. They're gonna, he's going to be off the COVID list by Saturday, which means, you know, he should be fine. Um, Russell Wilson is projected to be back in this game, too, so at least from a uh, competitive perspective, um, hopefully this will shake up to be something good. Listen, Green Bay went into Arrowhead last week. They lost. Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. They look like a completely different team without their quarterback. I'll throw Aaron Rodgers in the loop, too, now, along with uh, the Seahawks and the Cowboys for if if their quarterback goes down, they're in trouble because Jordan Love just showed us how bad it could be for all the cheeseheads heads out there. Um, Listen, they're going to be at home. They had one seven in a row up until last week when Aaron Rodgers didn't play. Seattle's offense is completely inept with Dino Smith at the helm. They have, I mean, there's nothing to do. DK Metcalf is questionable to play. I think the Packers are going to stuff the run game, their putrid run game, all day anyway. Um, if Russ plays, it'll make it a more competitive game. But in the end, as long as Rodgers comes back, which I'm assuming he will based on what I'm hearing, uh, I think that the Packers are going to roll at home. So give me the Pack cover three and a half. Okay.
0: I like it. Well, thank you. My third pick, and you kind of touched on it already, I'm taking the New Orleans Saints uh, plus three in Tennessee. Uh, I just think that Tennessee is due for a letdown. Uh, We went through, uh, you know, all their close games, all their – Big high profile wins with the Bills and the Chiefs, and last week against the Rams, and that division game against the Colts. And I feel like last week's game against the Rams was, like I said, a little smoke and mirrors. Yes, I I think the defense uh, is playing better, but you know, between with the last two weeks and all these underdogs that we see winning, you know, I I can't see the Titans going 15 and two. So I think this is just a classic uh, flat spot for them. Um, after everyone was congratulating them on two big road wins, they're back at home. And I feel like the saints who are coming off, um, you know, a division loss, uh, will get right here and, you know, they want to keep their, uh, pole position in the NFC playoff race. So, uh, give me the saints plus three in Tennessee. All right, Kev. So, so far, I've given you an over-under. I've given
1: you a dog, and I've given you a favorite. Now I'm giving a complete flyer here. What are you doing? A prop bet? (laughs) Yeah, DK Metcalf to have over six catches. No. Um, My last bet, I am taking the New York football Jets plus 12.5 at home against the Bills and under 47.5. Um... Dan believes in Mike White. I mean, listen, this is is another situation in a case of me of bucking the trend, okay? Because, because the last three Jets scores have totaled 75, 65, and 67. Um, And the one before that was 47. So I'm just thinking that it's due for one of these lower scoring games. Um, Granted that the Bills are coming off a 9-6 defeat in Jacksonville, uh, I'm just going with it. It's a division game. 12 and a half points seems like a lot. You know, Fireman Fred or whatever his name is might have his
0: goons uh, all motivated. To... His name's Fireman Ed, and he hasn't been there in like 10 years. Yeah, I know. I'm just teasing. So anyway,
1: I'm thinking that uh, this is going to be low scoring. The Bills offensive line has not been good, as I alluded to earlier in the pod. I think uh, some of the guys up front for the Jets are decent on the defensive line and maybe be able to get some pressure. Uh, And you know what? Crazier shit has happened this year. The Jets have already beaten at home the first place Cincinnati Bengals and the well at the time they were the number one seed in the AFC and they beat the first place currently Tennessee Titans. So why not roll the first-place Buffalo Bills down there and at least keep it close? So I'm right. going to say the Bills win, and I'm going to say the Jets cover, and it's, the number stays under 48.
0: How about that? They are 2-1 at home. Whoever thought of MetLife Stadium as a home field advantage? Oh,
1: my God. It's hard as hell to kick field goals there. You know that from our Giants
0: field goal kicker. Who yeah, that's why break. the Jets let everyone score touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be it. its whole strategy. Um, my parlay this week is going to be the Denver Broncos minus two and a half and over 45. Okay. Shoot out at mile high. Uh, yeah, I think the Eagles can move the ball. I mean, I know that I I feel like Denver, uh, played their best game that they will play the entire year last week, specifically on defense. Uh, (laughs) even if, uh, Denver gets out to a lead here. I feel like the Eagles can score late because obviously Hurts is uh, mobile and that, you know, when they're playing prevent, um, you know, I think there'll be points to ha- be had late. Uh, the Eagles defense has been a nightmare. Uh, their secondary is terrible outside of Darius Slay. And I feel like the uh, Broncos will be able to, you know, do Teddy Bridgewater's things, dink and dunk and death by a thousand paper cuts as they move the (laughs) ball uh, up and down the field. And I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think Hertz, you know, he has his moments. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback and uh, we'll see. I, I just don't see the Eagles winning this game in mile high. Okay. I feels you. I feels and I, you. And I like the short home favorite of under three. So, yeah. Here we go, Broncos. How about the Devils last night, Kev? Four nothing over
1: the Islanders. I know I'm switching uh, sports here, but as I'm listening yeah, to you, yeah, good talk, for them. <laughs> they'll fade down the. If I can only watch the games, fucking dumb, yeah. Cam. Anyway, right. so uh, good luck with your picks. I know we'll be watching this weekend together. Finally, since we have the season, yeah. Yeah. Since we have the party, I mean, yeah. Of course, it takes a family gathering and and an event for us to be able to get together. Otherwise, it's been uh,
0: tough sledding. And no Giants game.
1: Yeah. What are the odds? And the and the Niners, who's my wife's big team, are playing Monday Night Football. So, We'll be we'll be calm and collected on Sunday. I was
0: gonna say, so it'll be a peaceful day unless our bets go sideways, which and heavily libated. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, enjoy the games, everyone. Bounce back week. Make sure everyone bets the Giants at plus 1260 to make the playoffs. And uh, we will talk to everyone next week. We call that value, people. Yeah. All right. Take care. Talk to you you later. Bye.